This Raver Replay podcast is being delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. 103.9 WRBI Batesville, Greensburg, Versailles, Brookville now presents Southeastern Indiana's top local sports show, Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. Now, here's the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. I'm Bryce Kendrick filling in for the Hall of Famer Ron Raver as Coach continues to recover from surgery. We'd like to thank a few of our sponsors, of course, Cecil Ison and staff here at Ison's Family Pizza, Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, along with George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment. Happy Thanksgiving week to you and yours. If you are traveling to visit friends and loved ones, please be safe. Before we get into the details of the show, I wanted to pass along one cancellation of note for tomorrow night. The girls' basketball game between Oldenburg and Union County in Liberty has been canceled. So no Lady Twisters and Patriots tomorrow night. Because of the hectic holiday week, tonight's show is going to be a bit different. I'll have uh, Batesville girls basketball coach Brian Helvey and South girls coach Matt McNew joining me here at Ison's a bit later. Two of our guests were recorded earlier. One you'll hear at the end of the show is Batesville swim coach Greg McMullen. My other guest uh, I caught up with earlier today. He is Jacksonville girls basketball coach Scott Smith. Coach, appreciate you making some time during your very busy afternoon to catch up with us. And uh, let's talk a little bit about the Lady Eagles this season. And big picture, off to a 5-0 and start. Got to feel pretty good. Yeah, thanks Bryce. Um, the kids have really done a really really good job so far this year adapting to a somewhat new system for us mm-hmm. um, and uh, you know we're tickled that uh, they're performing well and um, we have a lot to grow into yet and, and hopefully we're just starting to uh, uh, get to the maybe the middle of that learning curve and we got a lot to go yet. You're talking about uh, the change in the system and maybe just looking at personnel from a year ago, you don't have the size that you did a year ago. Is that part of the change uh, in the system that you put in place for this year? Yeah, I think looking at the the returning kids uh, that we had from last year's team and the kids that were moving up from JV, um, you know, obviously we lost uh, a couple six-footers. We lost a lot of experience last year. Uh, You know, Paige Leopard and Hubbard have been mainstays for us for several years and and rebounding and maybe a slightly slower pace of game was was fitting for for that kind of personnel and now coming back to this year we we do have a couple kids who are in the you know five nine five ten range but we have um, probably more speed and a little more athleticism so we've been trying to really force our opponents to play like an 84 foot game and try to utilize um, our advantages in that aspect. Well, maybe things have changed a little bit on the offensive end, but one thing that when I had a chance to see you guys against South Ripley, one thing that hasn't changed is this team's aggressiveness on defense. Yeah, uh, we really pride ourselves on that. And and now uh, it wasn't that we weren't aggressive, as you said, uh, on defense in, in prior years. We, we've been pretty good defensively. Mm-hmm. But now we're using our defense um, to try to generate some more opportunities for us on the offensive end. And kids have done a pretty good job in uh, implementing uh, different presses and different, uh, uh, you know, ways we can use our speed. Speaking with Scott Smith, girls basketball coach at Jackson Dell, and, and as we had a chance to talk prior to the game against South Ripley, uh, you, you got nine kids that you could throw out there on, on an, any given night. Yeah, we're we're consistently playing nine kids. I think um, 
Uh, our ninth kid is averaging like almost 14 minutes a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're constantly rotating kids. And that's something hard to get older kids, especially. You know, you, we have five seniors on the team. And that's really difficult sometimes to say, hey, you, know, you may not play 26, 27 minutes, but you're going to play maybe 18 to 22 minutes, and they're going to be really hard, critical minutes. And then you get the younger kids to understand that you're just not going to go and fill in. You're going to have long stretches of productive time, and you're going to be in the game, you know, in a close game. You're going to be right in the thick of it. And and I think once the seniors bought into that idea, it made it easier for everybody else. To your point, uh, a couple of the recent games that I was looking at uh, really – who has been kind of leading your team in any particular game has changed from game to game, and, and you've really had a nice balance of contributions. We really have. Um, you know, right now we have seven of our nine are averaging five points or more a game. Uh, we only have one kid that's averaging double figures, and, and that's Annabelle Williams. Uh, but we have, you know, you go to Desiree Sparks' is right a little bit below ten points a game. Um, Andre Cohen is at eight. Jay Lee Ryder's at seven. Reese Obendorf is at six point two. Olivia Neal is at six point two. Uh, Reagan Hughes is at five point two. And then you get to Julia Meyer and, and Emma Newhart, and, and they're both right at four, right. and have both had uh, near double figure games uh, at least once, maybe twice. Right. Uh, so uh, you know, to speak to your point a little more, I guess is against Milan. Our leading scorer was Olivia Neal, right, uh, with 13 points. And then the other night, uh, it was Annabelle Williams and in double figures, and Jaylee Ryder and Reese Obendorf in double figures. So um, earlier in the season, Desiree Sparks had a couple great games in double figures. So it 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 varies, and I think it makes us really hard to defend when right. you can't focus on just one kid. And again, a lot of that goes back to. Um, we're averaging 13 steals a game, mm-hmm. and we're forcing right about 26, 27 turnovers a game. Mm-hmm. So that makes a huge difference. You mentioned steals, and, and going back to defense once again, and I want, I'll go back and talk about Annabelle Williams in just a second, but uh, Jaylee Ryder, that's probably maybe her, her strongest uh, ability right there is to defend and, and uh, pick off the ball. Yes, yeah, she, she really does a great job. Uh, early in the season, um, you know, she was doing all this great defensive work. It wasn't necessarily um, showing itself in points mm-hmm. for her, right. but she was creating so much for other mm-hmm. people with her defense. And then she did have a couple nice offensive games this week with, um, I believe, eleven point or ten points and thirteen points. Right. But but Jaylee also leads us in deflections, and you know she had. 12 steals in our last two games, but she also had 12 deflections in our last two games. That, Incredibly disruptive. Yeah, very <laughs> much so. Very athletic, very quick, uh, and uh, you know sometimes it uh, turns out that she ends up being on the end of a fast break because of her defense, and, and other times she's creating it for someone else. Talked about Jaylee right there, and let's go back to Annabelle Williams. She seems like she's a very well-balanced player. Uh, Tuesday against Milan, she had 11 points. She also had six rebounds, eight assists, and three steals. And then your last game on Friday against Oldenburg, she turns in 18 points, four assists, and three steals. She seems to be doing a little bit of everything for you. And and she always have and uh, or has 
and the uh, the odd thing is, is you know, we talked about the height and the rebound that we lost. You know, Annabelle at a guard uh, has been our second or third leading rebounder mm-hmm. since she was a sophomore. Yeah. So um, you know, she just has a really good nose for the ball. Um, my biggest compliment to her would be. She just wants to win. Right. I don't think she she really cares if she scores. If she needs to score, she will. We had a couple games early in the season where you know I think she got five points, didn't get a field goal, mm-hmm. um, had an, against Greensburg, and then our next game I think she had maybe eight points, uh, but didn't shoot the ball particularly well, and she just kind of did everything else to help us win, right. and didn't get focused on. Hey, I got to get my points, and mm-hmm. that's really what you want from your leader. Somebody we haven't talked about yet, and I don't know if, if I can categorize her as a hidden gem, but uh, certainly she is making a presence known. That's Julia Meyer. Yeah, Julia Meyer has done a really good job. Um, she's getting about uh, 13, 14 minutes a game, and she's coming in in critical times. You know, first quarter, second quarter. Uh, when the, the games are, are still in balance, and she's just given us a really good spark. She's she's very tall uh, for a guard, mm-hmm. and she has very good vision, and uh, she uh, gives us a lot of good penetration, and she's really able to find people right. uh, underneath the basket. And, and our bigs are not as big. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desiree and Olivia have had really good starts to the year, mm-hmm. um, but they've also went up against people who are quite a bit taller than them so having people like uh, Julia and Reagan Hughes and Annabelle find them for easy buckets or to create space for them uh, has really made them a lot more efficient as well. I think the other player that we haven't talked about yet among the the nine that are really kind of featured on your team right now and uh, she may have the best nickname on the team too that's Andrea Cullen. (laughs) Snug yeah. Um, You know, she's made a tremendous uh, uh, growth this year as well. You know, she's played varsity the last couple years, um, but she's kind of been primarily just a three-point shooter. Mm-hmm. And she she still is a very good three-point shooter. I think she's shooting right around 35 36%. Um, but she's also upped her assist to about two and a half a game. Um, she's she's getting you know two three deflections every game. She's handling the ball a lot more, and her growth has also made the team a lot better. Coaches, uh, you take a look at your five and zero start. What has been the biggest test for you guys so far? Do you think? Uh, as far as one particular game, yeah. Um, well, I thought Greensburg's athleticism. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were they were kind of uh, not overly big, but they were athletic and long. Uh, that was something that I think that we struggled with a little bit. Uh, they were a lot harder to pressure, and we had to alter the, the schemes that we were using against them. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and you know, South Ripley and uh, Oldenburg, uh, even the, the first quarter of the Shaw game, they all had moments, especially early on, mm-hmm. where – uh, we had to make some changes and some adaptations of what we were going to do, uh, and and the kids did a really good job of uh, implementing those, and uh, you know, turn the tide of the game and those other games. Once again, we're speaking with Scott Smith, head girls basketball coach at Jackson Dell, and and looking at some of the games that you have coming up. Uh, you got Batesville at home on the 26th after Thanksgiving. 
Waldron on December 7th, North Decatur December 14th, and East Central December 16th. Those are, uh, those are some interesting matchups uh, in your future. Those are those are some really good teams and some really good challenges, uh, and and I'll start with the first one, which is Batesville this Friday. Uh, you know, it's the Turkey Hangover game, as you named right. it a long time ago. <laughs> um, still fits. Still fits. Uh, Batesville, you know, despite what their record is, um, they remind me a lot of uh, how uh, Greensburg was. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're athletic. Um, they're they're all about the same height, uh, about five eight five nine, and you know you don't really know are you going to see man or are you going to see zone because I've seen both and and they're they're pretty efficient in both of them, mm-hmm. um, but you know that's always a big game for us uh, because it's a county rival, and then you go on and look at you know Waldron in in my opinion is is a top two or three team in the state in 1A and we play them there so that's going to be a huge challenge for us uh, North Decatur undefeated uh, great group of freshmen we, we happened to play them this summer uh, and it was uh, a very close game so that'll be uh, another big test and of course you know every year, year in, year out East Central is really probably the best team that we, we ever play mm-hmm. uh, and uh you know, right before Christmas, uh, playing them on the road—that's uh, that's, that's going to be a, a really, really good measuring stick for us. If if we can compete, uh, then we're going to feel pretty good. That we're on the right track, and you know, if we if we don't compete, then then we're going to have some work to do for the rest of the season. Mentioned the Turkey Hangover game uh, with Batesville. What are you doing on Turkey Day itself, Coach? <laughs> well. Uh, I think my wife is going to have me go shopping. So, uh-huh. so uh, we actually had our Thanksgiving uh, a little early uh, due to scheduling issues with our family. Uh, so for the first time in, wow, probably the first time ever, I'm not going to have people over at my house on Thanksgiving. So I think my wife is going to take advantage of that and do some shopping. All right. Sounds pretty good. Before we let you go, uh, be remiss if we didn't talk about maybe uh, uh, the uh, lower levels of the program. How's how's the JV doing? JV has played that. Well, we've played five games. The JV has played four. They're two and two. uh, And really proud of uh, Coach Horn and and all the work they've done because there was a point in early September we didn't think we were going to have enough kids for a JV team. Wow. Uh, and we uh, we have really lower numbers in for about three years in a row, like uh, our junior class, sophomore class, freshman class this year, uh, under five kids from each class. So, uh, you know, we, we've got three really promising freshmen. Uh, we were able to get uh, a sophomore and a couple other freshmen who didn't think they were going to play to play. And then we got three foreign exchange students, uh, two of which have never played basketball before, <laughs> and now they're actually playing a few minutes. How about that? Uh, so uh, you know they're two and two, um, and you know they had uh, uh, Greensburg and South Ripley. They they both lost those games, uh, but the kids were competitive. Uh, I think both games were like six points, maybe mm-hmm. ten points. So, uh, you know, the, the kids that are playing are learning, getting better, and, and then that's the whole point of uh, JV basketball. 
All right. Coach, greatly appreciate your time today, working uh, some time in during your very busy schedule. I know you have a late practice set up tonight, which is why we could not do this uh, live at Ison's Family Pizza. But we wish you all the best. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your wife. And we'll see you after Thanksgiving in that game against Batesville. All right. Happy Thanksgiving, Bryce. Thank you. Scott Smith, head coach of the Jacksonville Lady Eagles. And after this break, we'll be speaking with Brian Helvey, head coach of the Batesville Lady Bulldogs. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible to forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. This is Ty Fleetwood, sales manager at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, located at 950 North Michigan, Greensburg, Indiana. I want to invite you to visit us at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We have Greensburg's only drive-in service lane and home of the free old changes for life with the purchase of a new vehicle. Stop in and give us an opportunity to earn your business. Thank you for shopping at Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick. We don't sell you cars, we help you buy them. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. And welcome back to Ison's Family Pizza in Batesville for Coach's Corner on WRBI, brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to Jacksonville girls basketball coach Scott Smith, who joined me in the opening segment. I appreciate Scott making some time available earlier today so we could talk some Lady Eagle basketball on the show for the first time this season. Time now to welcome back the varsity girls coach of the Batesville Lady Bulldogs. He is Brian Helvey. Good evening, Coach, and welcome. Good evening, Bryce. It's great to have you back once again, and uh, a double weekend for you and the Bulldogs, and unfortunately, you came up on the short side of the scoreboard for both. Uh, we, we talked Saturday night about Friday's game in Seymour, and I want to start there because after the first half struggles that uh, that you had against the Owls, I thought your ladies showed some resilience and heart and played much better in the second half. I, you know, there was a lot of good, I thought, you know, I say this a lot, there was there was a lot of good things that, that we can draw from out of the Seymour game. You know, we scored, you know, we came out of the out of the half and you know we were trailing by 10 and and uh, scored 15 points i think at, at one point there you know we did outscore them in the third quarter i think at one point we may add down to five or six points mm-hmm. um so you know and and then we just couldn't quite sustain it there you know there on out but but overall um we, we turned the ball over uh i think 20 20 times maybe in the first half yeah. and um and then the second half i think we reduced that down to about six or seven yeah. which is a much more manageable number and, yes. and and much more uh of a number that we would we would accept obviously you never want to turn the ball over i was amazed you know watching purdue and villanova yesterday i know that's not you know we're completely right. different different style league but you know we're going to halftime i don't think villanova's turned the ball over one time it's right. like oh man you know what would that be like but getting it down to six or seven mm-hmm. 
that's that's twelve thirteen for the game. You know, for uh, for our play in in our area, I, I'd be more than happy with that. And also this time of year too, because it's still early in the season, and you know the turnovers for everybody seem to be uh, much higher in the beginning of the season than they are towards the end. They are, and I think a lot of that is just communication. You get to, you mm-hmm. know you're starting to get to know. Uh, your teammates a little bit better. You know, it's not the same lineups that we had last year. Uh, different girls are, are getting to know each other, and you know, some of the turnovers you have are sometimes just miscommunication. Right. Um, you just want to limit really where you have those turnovers. Right. Turnovers that lead to, to layups, those aren't good. Right. You know, um, if if we're if we're turning the ball over, attacking the basket, and even if we just kick it out of bounds, give ourselves an opportunity to uh, to set our defense up, or if, turn the ball over maybe at a five second call or something like that. Again. We can kind of adjust to that mm-hmm. and uh, set our defense up, but those that lead to direct points mm-hmm. are the ones that just kill you. And uh, we had a few of those in the first half last yeah. on Friday. Yeah, direct. I mean, direct points, and I mean, just sheer opportunities. And eventually, you know, the numbers when somebody's out shooting you uh, three attempts to one, you know, eventually those numbers are going to weigh in favor of the team that's getting all those extra opportunities, and that's what we saw. Yeah, they add up. You know, they they and even if they're not shooting the ball well. You know, they don't have to shoot it near as well if they're getting three times as many shots. So, um, you know, we kind of learned that a little bit uh, with Seymour. Second half, like you said, we, we played mm-hmm. much better, and uh, that's more kind of more what I think uh, Our Lady Bulldogs can provide. You know, and in the second half, we talked about how your team played better, and, I, you know, we talked about them coming out and being more aggressive, and they created opportunities, not so much necessarily in the field goal department, but, uh, you know, they were making Seymour chase you guys a little bit more and and uh, kind of reaching and committing some fouls and that got you guys to the line and wow 17 out of 20 you'll take that any night yeah that was that was a huge uh bonus for us uh you know i don't know we talked to the girls before the game and you know one of our goals was to get the get the free throw line 20 times and we did and that's and that's what kind of kept the game close for the you know three-fourths of the way they just uh seymour just kind of pulled away there at the end i think uh you know we we had to obviously um pressure or try, or try to push the ball a little bit more and and again that led to some easy baskets for them at the end and then if you've right. fouled a little bit and they they hit some free throws but but yeah uh, our success at the free throw line um definitely a bright spot they ended up pulling away to win by by 15 and and anything else in particular that whether team wise or individual wise from that game on on friday night that that you pulled away as a positive well i, I think what we did do is is you know emma weiler um you know scored 16 points and and mm-hmm. she hit uh, i think three threes in that one and that was her second game in a row that she had i think scored 15 yeah. or 16 points and so. she had 10 in the second half yeah so mm-hmm. you know that's a you know establishing her shooting ability which which i know she's a, a really really good shooter and uh, she had struggled a little bit early in the year so i think hopefully that's going to carry over uh leading into especially this weekend and and down the road here a little bit um again got uh, nine points uh from from allison peters uh which she's you know kind of hovered around that nine ten or eleven point and then carly pride was was five or six on the free throw line hit a three finished with eight points so um it's good to kind of see her maybe start to get on track a little bit all right. Let's advance now to, to Saturday in a game that you played against South Ripley. We had that one on WRBI as well on a night that was ju- it was just a difficult shooting night all the way around for both teams involved. We had we had I think collectively twenty twenty one percent for for both of you. It was just a difficult night putting the ball in the basket. It was not a very fun game to watch. <laughs> let's put it that way. And and you know what? And you know I call me crazy, but you know we scored twenty five points. You know we're still in the game, and you know there was at one point you know I thought it was seventeen. 15, 17, 14, something like that. And mm-hmm. I thought, boy, and if we could just make a little run, just make a little run. But that was asking an awful lot on Saturday. Yeah. So, um, you know, that didn't happen. Uh, we really got stuck. Uh, 
I think we, we scored just two points in the in the second quarter and then in the third quarter and and you just can't do that at, right. at the varsity level and you know as frustrating as it is you know call me crazy but I'm looking forward we didn't practice tonight it was a, a scheduled day off um, right. but I'm looking forward to what coming back because I, I know these girls are going to rebound and they're going to bounce back I mean there wasn't a single one of us I don't think that that wasn't pretty disappointed with our with our output right um, but uh, I think. I think we're going to get back at it, and I'm excited to see how the girls are going to respond to this. Yeah, just just uh, one more thing on the South Ripley game. You know, as as long as a drought, you guys went without really hitting a field goal because you had that. You had Elston hit the field goal like early in the second quarter, and then uh, it was just two free throws in the third. But even with that, I mean, you guys were still in this thing at the very end, and and really it came down to to free throws. And Coach McNew, who's here with us, and he'll be in our next segment as well. They got you at the free throw line, uh, hitting twelve of nineteen, and you guys were just two of five. So you look at those numbers right there, and that certainly was a big reason why South Ripley got the win. Yeah, they did what we needed to do. Right, you know they 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 took advantage of their opportunities. Um, it wasn't going in the in the basket for them much much better than it was for us right so i know that they've uh, they probably had left the game with uh, some similar thoughts as we did but uh you know they did the things that we needed to do and and hopefully we get another opportunity down the road here and and maybe you know square off against them again i want to ask you about rebounding because i know it was a very difficult rebounding day uh against seymour i thought the rebounding improved even though you were short i think in total rebounds against south Reval. i thought I thought you had a better rebounding effort against South Ripley on Saturday. I think there were times where we did block out a little bit better and uh-huh. then it looked a little better. But when, whenever you shoot that poorly from the from the field, to be honest with you, it's hard to rebound because mm-hmm. you really don't know where they're going. Um, <laughs> and, and I mean that in, a, in a, as nice a way as possible. I but, get it. <laughs> but um, but when, when you're not shooting, uh, you know, very very a high percentage, and and obviously um, they're not always going to be right around the rim. So there's right. a lot of ro- long rebounds, and those are hard for for uh, girls and guys, and doesn't matter who it is. Long rebounds are hard because yeah. you know you block out, you do the things you're supposed to do, and it and it jumps over your head or right. it rolls out, you know, toward the corner or wherever it might be. So it, it, it's more difficult uh, sometimes, but I, I was I was satisfied. Mm. It's well, it's even harder to chase those down if you're slow, chubby guys like like us. I absolutely, <laughs> I'm not I'm not going that direction. Coach, talk about your JV. Your JV picked up a win on Saturday. We did pick up a win on Saturday. It was again, um, you know, we we had a I don't want to say a comfortable lead. It was 31-28, uh, but we had a lead going down, and South Ripley did a great job, you know, battling back and hanging in there, and it ended up being kind of a close game. I think you even mentioned before we got on the air that uh, thought maybe it might go into overtime. Yep. So. Um, you know, I was really happy with with them getting another win. And um, Lydia Haskamp, uh, who scored 17 points the night before against Seymour, had seven points for us, and and Lizzie Nobby had six. So, kind of a balanced effort um, mm-hmm. uh, with the with the JV group, and it's kind of been that way uh, most of the year. All right. Well, Coach, uh, we're going to let you go, and you have a Thanksgiving holiday coming up. We certainly wish you all the best, and then we're going to see your ladies uh, on both Friday and Saturday. We have the infamous turkey hangover game, as I like to call it, with Jackson Dell on Friday, and then you've got that afternoon game. It's a conference matchup against the Spartans. Talk a little bit, just real briefly, about the Connersville game. You know what? We're, look, we're looking forward to both games. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, Jackson Dell is a big game for us, but jumping into our conference, Connersville is much improved. Uh, Michelle Harder's done a nice job with that group. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's, uh, you know, I think she's got got uh, the program going in the right direction, the direction she wants it to go. So right. so we're looking forward to uh, you know, getting uh, Jackson Dell under our belts there on Friday night and turn around for a pretty quick start on 
on Saturday. All right. Well, Brian, we really appreciate you joining us tonight. Enjoy your Thanksgiving holiday. We'll see you again on Friday and Saturday. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Brian Helvey, head girls basketball coach at Batesville. And after this break, it'll be South Ripley girls coach Matt McNew. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible to forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. We are here for you. When it comes to your prescriptions and medications, you want to be able to rely on someone you know and trust. And you can trust George's to fill your prescription right, deliver it to your door, and, most importantly, give you all the professional advice you need. For prescriptions you know and trust, George's Pharmacy. We are here for you. We are here for you. George's offers free delivery to Indiana, Ohio, and Kentucky. Discover the freedom of auto pay from Great Plains Communications. No more paper bills. No more postage, no more check writing, no need to drop off a payment, and no more late fees. And now, when you sign up for AutoPay, you will also receive a one-time $10 bill credit. Log on to gpcom.com slash my-account and enroll today. Or call 866-382-4968. Some restrictions may apply. Back to more Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza on 103.9 WRBI. And thanks again for joining us uh, here, as uh, we'd like to thank our host from Ison's Family Pizza, along with Gehrings, George's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, plus Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, who helped sponsor the show. I'm Bryce Kendrick, filling in for the Hall of Famer, Ron Raver. We thank uh, Batesville girls basketball coach R- uh, Brian Helvey, who was with me just moments ago. Time now to welcome back South Ripley girls basketball coach, I like to say Matt McHoo. He is Matt McNew. Good evening, coach. Good evening. It's good to have you back once again, and let's talk some more South Ripley uh, girls basketball. Uh, your Lady Raiders, like the Lady Bulldogs, we had Coach Brian Helvey on just a minute ago, had a double weekend. And, of course, the second game was against the Bulldogs. We'll talk about that one in just a moment. Uh, but let's address, uh, you know, don't you know, completely fall back on me here. We're going to talk a little bit about the Lawrenceburg game on Friday night. And I know it was an ugly 59-22 loss to the Tigers. But, you know, as we talked on Saturday, I think the shortcomings that you saw in that game um, – pretty much reared their ugly heads in the game against Lawrenceburg, and that was rebounding and free-throw shooting. Yes, absolutely. That and uh, one of the things I talked to the girls also about was when you shoot 8 for 50 from the floor, mm-hmm. you're not going to win many varsity games or put up very many points. Um, but we did have a nice little practice Friday night when we got back from Lawrenceburg, um, and I thought the girls responded well Saturday um, and improved on a few of those uh, stats that we uh, – we talked about uh, rebounding and free throws. Yeah, you mentioned the uh, the field goal shooting, and in the first quarter, you simply you couldn't buy a basket. That's absolutely right. Actually, the first half, uh, the only player that I had to score in the first half was uh, Caitlin Sample. She had 
all six points. Well, and uh, I think she finished well with ten. Yes, yeah, correct. She was the only player in double figures with ten, and Emily Flood just scored two, but uh, she had nine rebounds and four assists, so she was uh, well. When you miss a lot of shots, you yeah, have you a lot of opportunities <laughs> for rebounds, That's don't right. you? Yeah, yeah. But uh, a chance to work in four assists when you're not scoring, you know, too many baskets. Uh, you know, four assists—that's nothing to sneeze at. No. Um, when you only make eight field goals, that means you had. Uh... She had fifty percent assists. So that's that's a pretty high conversion rate, right there. Uh, Gracie Gunner finished the night with six points, five rebounds, and, and two steals. And, and Gracie continues to do a really nice job for you. Yeah, Gracie leads in uh, every stat category right now, and uh, I think a, a lot of our issues. Um, Scoring is because Gracie's putting a lot of pressure on herself with Rachel being out. Right, uh, she wants to lead the team. She wants to do everything she can, and she's done a great job of it. But when Rachel was in the game, uh, Gracie relaxes a little more on the offensive end um, and doesn't force as many shots as she's been forcing up. Uh, right, and to go along with that, then you have Sarah. Once she gets back 100, percent then it really opens up what Gracie can do. But super proud of how she stepped up at this point. And, right. You know, like I said, she's leading in every category that I have. So. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned Rachel Meyer, and uh, it was her first stint back on the floor. And yep. and while she wasn't able to give you a lot of minutes, uh, it was I mean, it was it was a lift to the to the program. Absolutely. The uh, you know, I think she ended up with roughly ten minutes. It's about three minutes spurts at a time. Mm-hmm. And she's done. She she knows that she wants to stay out there longer, but I won't allow it. Um, but just her walking out onto the floor for the first time. Uh, as part of the game, you could tell in the girls, uh, even though we got that was a horrible game for us, I mean, you could tell there were smiles on girls' faces throughout the game. When you're getting beat that bad, it's hard to smile. Right. But having Rachel on the floor makes a big difference for us. Well, she got a she got a similar reaction on Saturday when she was playing in front of the home fans for the first time. And, uh, you know, you, you get the win that night. And you, you heard the interview with Coach Helvey right before you. It was, uh, it was an ugly game all the way around. Both teams really struggled to put the ball in the basket. But you walk away with a 33-25 win. And something that this team has not done yet this season, you have neither won twice or lost twice That's in a right. row. You've we been... have a roller coaster. Yes, you do. So we hope that stops yes. and it goes to the winning side yes. more. I you was going to say, if you're going to end yeah. the streak, you want to end it on the positive <laughs> side right. where you get two W's back-to-back. We'll talk about North Decatur in just a minute, but okay. let's let's talk about uh, uh, Batesville. You were down uh, 13-7 after one, and then things started to change a little bit. As slow as it happened, it did happen for you. Yeah, and that's, that's honestly something that I've told the girls all season long. I said... Uh, you know, it's it's a work in progress, getting everybody out on the court. Things are going to take a while. And that game was that way. Right. I mean, we started out – I thought we started out a pretty good uh, – right off the bat, a steal and a layup. And I thought, you know, good, we can get going here. And it just kind of died down. But there's not one girl that was put on the floor that, did, that gave up Saturday night. They were bound and determined to come back and win that game. Um uh, there's some girls that sat a little longer than normal, uh, but I stuck them in into the third quarter, started the fourth quarter, and they changed the momentum of the game. And I told them that today at practice. I said the two that I put in were a spark for some reason, mm-hmm. and it, and it kind of flip flopped, and we went on a low run, and that's all we needed. Uh, and then we knocked down free throws. Yeah, it was something that I have been harping on them. <laughs> right, you know. 
and you take Rachel's out of there because you know Rachel's really Rachel doesn't have her touch, right? You know, you take her out of there. We were roughly seventy some percent, I think. Yeah, I mean, line. for for the team uh, as a team, you were twelve of nineteen, and did she shoot? She was over three, over three. Yeah. Okay, so twelve out of fifteen. Yeah. yeah, that's that's a that's a solid night. Yeah, and uh, super proud of how they bounced back from the Larkspur game. Right. Uh, teams can just quit after something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was embarrassed, you know, and the girls were embarrassed, and they don't they did not want that. You know that type of game again, and they stepped up. You mentioned how how Gracie Gunner has has kind of stepped up in the absence of Rachel, and Rachel is starting to come back. And it's going to take a while for her to, to get her legs back together, and Sarah too, because Sarah's time has been a bit limited as well. Um, one thing that I was really really impressed with Gracie is on the defensive end of the floor when she's playing up top. I mean, she can really cause issues for the opponent. She is a headache for anybody that's you know going up against her. I did have to back her down. Normally, we would have her a lot higher, mm-hmm. but it was spreading us out too far, uh, and she's super aggressive, so that made it even worse. So I had to pull her back, and I was like... I'd- nice problem to have, Yes. Though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yes, it is. And I told her, I was like, you've got to stay back, You're, you know, and she did a very good job Saturday of staying back in the zone area that we wanted her in. She deflects more balls than anybody else on the team. Mm-hmm. Um, she gets more steals, I believe, and I mean, she's just... She's everywhere. Um, I seen her. She's the top of our defense, and I seen her save a ball down on the baseline. And I, she shouldn't even be down. How'd she get there? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. You know, so that's just the way Gracie is. And you, you see that she does not come off the floor. Right. You know, I try to. I ask her, and she's like, no. You know, she refuses to come off. Um, so she plays her heart out every game. Right. A player that has kind of emerged uh, this season so far for you is Emily Flood. She had another nice game on Saturday, uh, 8.7 rebounds and three steals, and it was it was a very quiet 8-7-3, and three, but uh, it doesn't matter. you know, If you can get that type of production out of Emily, you're, you're going to be pretty happy with that throughout the season. Yeah, she's, uh, she's this is the Emily that we've wanted to see for the last two years. Uh, we knew it was there. Uh, and I've, I have, and you can talk to her and ask. I have pushed her and pushed her uh, to a limit, and just couldn't get it out of her. And for some reason this year, whether it's because we really, really needed her, because Rachel and Sarah are limited, uh, she's absolutely stepped up. She's uh, third in points, I believe, just below mm-hmm. Caitlin Samples, and she's tied for rebounds on the team. Right. Uh, and if you if people don't know who she is she's what five six maybe Mm -hmm. i don't know exactly but you know and we were talking about today at practice she comes out of nowhere and gets these rebounds right and you know so she she really is aggressive and attacks the boards yeah uh but she can jump and she's quick uh with her and gracie both at the top of that defense yeah uh they cause a lot of headaches yeah i mean you know, height height certainly helps yeah. in rebounding, but I've always been uh, the proponent that uh, it it comes from inside. I oh mean, yeah, you either want to get the rebound or you don't. So we had that conversation because we've been out rebounded every game yep. except for Saturday, and I, that's not something that I'm proud of as a coach. Uh, and so I told them, you know, we're going to start rebounding, mm-hmm. and I don't care how tall you are or, or how athletic you are or anything like that. It just takes heart. Right. I said that's all that is. You don't have to be a great athlete to rebound. Right. So. Uh, they are being pushed to do it, and I thought Saturday uh, I watched the game again twice now, and we have four to five girls attacking the glass in that game, and we haven't had that all season. What was the biggest thing that you pulled out of the a game from Saturday? Maybe one one positive and, and one one negative. What was the thing you were most happy about, and what was the thing that that you were least thrilled with? Um, the the happiest 
is the response from Friday night uh, to Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him, you know, we pride ourselves on defense, and it hasn't shown up this year. And I said, I don't understand, you know, what's changed from last year to this year, why we aren't as proud of how we play defense. And I said, that makes your offense easier. Mm-hmm. So that's what we worked on for an hour and a half after we got back from Lawrenceburg was our defense. And they questioned, you know, what if this happens or that happens. And they got really involved. Yeah. And then turned around Saturday and held a team to 25 points. Mm-hmm. Maybe they just had a bad shooting night or whatever, but I'm going to say we played decent defense and it, and, it, and it helped things out. So that was a positive. Uh, the negative is still our shooting per- per- percentage from right. the floor. Mm-hmm. And I told the girls, I said, it's not just three-point shooting. Right. I said, we missed a lot of layups. And I said, point blank, I mean, within five foot of the basket, and we missed them. Yeah. You know, and, and we can't do that. And I said, the reason we're doing it is we don't go – 100% in practice when we're doing those drills and things like that. So we'll hit them in practice, but when you're in a game, you're going 100%. The ball goes a little harder. Yes. You know, so right. that's that's one negative still that we'll continue to work on. At this point in the season, uh, it's odd to have a large gap between games. You have 10 days off between the Batesville game and North Decatur. As a coach, I mean, maybe at certain times of the year you might welcome that, but uh, at right now, is that something that you want, or would you would you have hoped that there was another game in there, like maybe to split that split that uh, time off a little bit? Honestly, this year, it couldn't have come out a better time. Yeah, um, I've got, like I said, the Meyer girls are working their way back. Right. What better time to get sure. in better shape, better touch on your shot, than to just be in the gym working on it instead of competing right um so this year i'm proud or happy that it showed up at the time it has yeah. uh you know um most years i would like a game in there mm-hmm. uh, i do believe the batesville game was originally no it wasn't batesville greensburg game was originally for the friday after thanksgiving and that got changed last year i believe mm-hmm. with covid and everything and uh so we would normally have something in that spot right but we kept the Greensburg game where it's at uh, mm-hmm. from last year. Uh, but 10 days is not that horrible when you're seven games in. The girls mm-hmm. need a break, and then you've got Thanksgiving in there, so it gives them a little more time with family. Right. Uh, I keep them a lot, you know, right. and, you know, family's important, and so it comes at a good time. Yep. Nothing wrong with balance. No. Quickly, Coach, uh, your matchup with North Decatur, sectional opponent. You get to host them on November the 30th, the game that we're going to have on WRBI. Quick thoughts about the Chargers. Oh, they're good. Uh, quick. They're not as fast as uh, Jacksonville. Obviously, we've seen that. Um, but they have a balance of experience and youth. Uh, that freshman class that they have is uh, is very good, mm-hmm. and they're only going to get better. Uh, it's a good test for us. Um, this is a rivalry. This has became one of our biggest games, yep. uh, you know, due to sectional in the last couple of years and the way things have went. Right. Uh, so the girls will be hyped up on both sides. Uh, so, Well, Coach, we uh, really appreciate you coming in tonight. Happy Thanksgiving to you and yours, and uh, we'll see you again at the end of the month. Thank you. All right. All right. That is Matt McNew, head girls basketball coach at South Ripley. Batesville swim coach Greg McMullen will join me next when Coach's Corner continues on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. 
Cecil Eisen from Eisen's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. Nothing brings the family together like a home-cooked meal. Let Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances help you handle what the day brings. From smart cooking to dependable dishwashers, Garings has it all. With the largest selection of Whirlpool and Maytag Appliances in the area, you're sure to find the perfect appliance for your cooking needs. Shop for the best appliances with the latest features at Garings today. Whirlpool and Garings, 316 North Main, Batesville. Flu season is right around the corner, and Margaret Mary Health recommends the flu shot as the first and most important step in protecting yourself. The vaccine is available at Margaret Mary's Occupational Health and Wellness Center, located on State Road 229 in Batesville. The flu vaccine is covered by most insurance plans, but it may also be provided for free to those who qualify. Appointments are required by calling 812-932-5105. Coaches Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza, continues from 103.9 WRVI. And Coach's Corner is also brought to you in part by Great Plains Communications, Hurton Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. Once again, I'm Bryce Kendrick. Thanks to South Ripley Girls Basketball Coach Matt McNew for visiting with us before the break. And again, because of this crazy holiday week, not all of my guests could be here in person tonight. So earlier today, I caught up with Batesville swim coach Greg McMullen. His uh, girls' season just started, and the boys will get underway next week. Here's my interview with the Batesville swim coach. And we're back at Ison's Family Pizza here in Batesville as we get ready for another one of our interviews. I'd like to thank Matt McNew, head coach of South Ripley's girls basketball team, joining us in the segment earlier. And right now it is Greg McMullen, the swim coach out of Batesville. And, and coach, uh, an anniversary season for you guys. Absolutely. Uh, 20 years, going strong. Hopefully we've got you know many, many more uh, in there. And I'm just happy to be a part of it. Well, you mentioned uh, in a preview that you'd put out earlier that uh, you're kind of excited about the numbers that you have this year. Absolutely. So my first year, I think I started with 17 uh, total as a team. And this year it is grown to 31. Wow. Yeah. So it's been uh, it's been crazy to try to figure out how to get them all in the water. But, you know, we're going, we're churning and you know, we're ready to just get our meet schedule underway so we can start racing. Now, it's quite a contrast from having 31 to 17, because when you're on the 17 side, it's like, OK, I can only use this person in so many events. And, and now you're trying to find ways to squeeze them all in. Absolutely. And, and you know, it's squeezing them in at practice. It's squeezing them into meets. Um, you know, we just went to Newcastle last week. And uh, when we were up there, we uh, with the drama, uh, the play, the, the drama club, all the stuff that they were doing, it took out nine of my girls. And wow. so I only had eight of them going. Um, but it was kind of beneficial to a way because it was a guarantee to get everybody into a spot. Mm-hmm. Um, so they all swam in varsity events. And then it was just like, Okay, well, what do we do when we go to Connorsville and we got a full bus load and right. uh, boys and girls and try to get everybody uh, into their events and see you know what they're capable of? Talk a little bit about your returnees, some of your key personnel that you had from last year that are back this year. Yeah, so the biggest one on the women's side, uh, she was in the top three for our swimmers was Maria Lopez. Mm-hmm. Um, she is definitely an asset to our team. Uh, she kind of can swim it all. Uh, she loves the IM. She loves the hunter fly. 
or at least she tells me she does. <laughs> um, and then we've got another senior, Lily Wanell, um, and Claire Sunderman. Uh, Claire's a little bit more of a freestyle specialist. Lily does a little bit of uh, IM work and breaststroke and butterfly. Uh, and then we've got sophomore Taylor Blanton, who uh, just swam lights out for us last year on the girls' team, um, particularly in backstroke. And uh, she doesn't like to hear this, but I think we can squeeze her into the 500 free every once in a while. And then uh, for the boys, we've got Will Johnson, uh, who is just – his goals are so high. He is probably the only one on the team right now actually talking about wanting to continue his swimming career in college. Right. Um, and then we've got Benjamin Moster and Sean Callahan, who are seniors. Ben's our returning kind of EIAC um, – he – yeah, EIC, all EIAC, all mm-hmm. conference. There we right. go. It'll come out. Um, and, you know, all three of those gentlemen, including uh, Kieran Tyre and Joe Schroeder, Derek Van Sickle, all those guys have done fantastic job of just working within our uh, sectional lineups, our conference lineups, and just being great contributors to the team. Speaking with Greg McMullen, the uh, head swim coach out at uh, Batesville, and you are mentioning some of these kids and, and looking at what they did at the end of the season last year. When, when they get into the A level of a sectional final, uh, they, they've had a pretty good season, that's a good showing for them. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, and, you know, being able to be in a A final, like that is the top eight within our sectional. Mm-hmm. Like it's not something to just be like, oh, yeah, you know, we just kind of made it. No, it's like you're there. You're competing with. You know, obviously East Central here from our area, Milan, who is coming on strong. Sure. Um, but then it's Columbus North, Columbus East, Bloomington North, and Bloomington South. Like, those are not small schools. They're not small name schools within the sport of swimming. Mm-hmm. Um, they have tremendous um, powerhouses that just right. come in and out of that of those programs year after year. And, um, you know, they're going state level times and competing at in the for the top 16 slot spots at the state meet right you know and th- those are the people that we're going up yeah. against every single year yeah. so it's just amazing that they can you know that our small school of 30 kids even has a chance on you know a team that might be 40 plus just on one you know one gender it seems like swimming maybe more so than any other high school sport is the toughest nut to crack as far as being able to advance out of a sectional because there are just so few spots available because you leave straight from the sectional and and then you're up at IUPUI I mean there aren't that many spots available no um, and so really we only finish to the uh, to 32 so every event can only carry 32 individuals Mm -hmm. Um, and so it's like you know we've got uh, I think 20 24 sectional something like Mm -hmm. that so i mean most of those spots are filled by the sectional winner right um and then if you're lucky enough to get an at-large time or even the state cut time um then you're just you're filling up that gap you know you're taking it from maybe 24 to 32 and that's it right um but yeah it's it's a very small window to be able to get in there um you know we're we've had kids obviously we've had kids go we've had um Back in the very first season, I actually swam against him mm-hmm. um, at South Dearborn. Um, Rob Grody, uh, not Rob Grody, that's not right. Jason Flotter, I'm sorry. Jason Flotter was our first um, state-level competitor, and he, he won the 100 fly at Richmond. Um, I remember watching it happen, and you know he goes on to the state meet, and now we're 20 years down the road. We've had uh, a number of individuals going into that state meet, and now it's just like, all right, let's try to get another one there. 
Well, as, as you're looking at uh, the, the kids that made a, a sectional A final last year, you mentioned Benjamin Monster, Sean Callahan, Joe Schroeder, Derek Van Sickle, who did uh, Joe and uh, Derek both by relay, and uh, you had Will Johnson as well. What are the expectations for, for those this year? And, and not to, yeah. not to you know, put too much pressure on them, but what do you expect out of those guys this year? I mean, they have high expectations. I've actually got goal sheets sitting in my bag right here next to me, and it's just like, you know, we've got someone who wants to take out one of the school records. We've got somebody who wants to, you know, be the first one under a minute in the 100 breaststroke in our school history. And so it's just one of those things where they're setting the expectations. You know, I have tremendously high expectations of our team. Um, Maybe mine are a little bit more unrealistic, um, but I, I always make sure that their goals are... You know, they're smart, they're able to be measured, they're something that they can realistically attain, and then it's just like, okay, now what's the next level? What's the next step? And so, obviously, I spoke about Will, like, all of those graduating seniors have the capability to swim in college. Mm -hmm. It's just whether they want to or not. Mm -hmm. You know, Will is a junior who has already expressed interest and has already been uh, reaching out to schools and all of that to try to get ahead of it. Um, but, you know, with Sean, he's already committed to the Marine Corps. Ben is trying to find, you know, his school. Um, and, like, we've talked about it. It's like there there are coaches that want them. Right. Uh, it's just whether or not they want to continue to pursue it. So, um, you know, obviously my, my expectations of them are to continue to swim to the next level. But ultimately uh, for this season, it's, all right, let's just see what you can do. Let's, you know, crank it home and, see how we can uh, make this the best season yet. We've talked quite a bit about your boys. Let's jump back to the girls because their season has already started, Mm -hmm. and we've talked about Maria Lopez and Claire Sunderman and Lily Wannell. Um, Are those three individuals that you could see possibly making the jump from a B final to an A final this year? I sure hope so. Mm -hmm. Um, They have been chasing after that for so long, and Mm -hmm. obviously you know, our relays are almost a guarantee Um, and I say almost because we did unfortunately have a DQ last year at the hands of one of those swimmers I won't call her out but it happens um, it's just one of those things where it's like it happens you know you can't you cannot plan for certain things I mean we weren't the only disqualification of the of the meet and uh, we weren't the last one of the meet so it's just you've got to You've got to see where you are, and then you've got to just, you know, race. Right. I mean, ultimately, you just have to race, and that's what I keep trying to just put into these kids. It's like, put it together. Like, as soon as we get to that sectional, like, do it fast. I'm not going to be mad at you if something goes wrong. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, if you make it into an A final for a relay or an individual spot, like, I'm going to be right there celebrating you, and I'm going to be just as brokenhearted if you don't make it. Um, So it's it's just so tough. You know, swimming being the... You know, it's just based on a clock. Mm-hmm. You don't have this, you know, luck aspect of it. It's you know, if right. you if you don't get off the blocks fast, if you don't get off the wall fast, like you're you're just not going to be there. Um, so it's trying to train for those moments every single day, um, and and trying to make the best of every situation we have in front of us. We've talked about some of your, I'll call them featured swimmers, and those that you expect to do well this year. How about some of the kids that we haven't talked about yet? Who are some of the dark horses out there? So I don't really know. Um, you know, we we haven't really had a lot of, uh, of time, obviously. Mm-hmm. We're only, I think, what, week five uh, in our season right now. And so it's, it's just hard to say. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I've got some brand-new swimmers that, 
Uh, I got Blake Hahn, who played, I think, D line for the football team. Uh, he came out this year. You have a defensive lineman in football that's a I, swimmer. How I about do. That? I do. And he uh, he actually has already taken to butterfly of all strokes. He <laughs> is like, this is what I want. This is what I want to figure out. Like, yeah. I want to make this work. And I'm just like, you know what? Let's do it. Uh-huh. You know, we're so that's what we're working on. Um, uh, we've got Joe Schroeder's brother Sam on the team who has already expressed. He's like, I want to swim with them, you know. And he's pointing at some of our faster guys. He's like, I want to be in that group when I, you know, when I get older. It's like, you know, it's it's, it's that age old like I want to be that when I grow up, right? And, you know, as a freshman to come in and say that this is my goal, this is my dream. That's awesome for the girls. Um, Lily Gellenbeck is a sophomore um, who has a lot of potential in her. Um, Sarah Badel, who uh, I think was a pretty a pretty strong volleyball player, um, will she'll be uh, you know coming in for our freshman class and had a pretty good showing on Thursday despite having to swim the 500 in her first ever meet and looking at me and just being like, Greg, this is going to be awful and why did you do this to me? To getting out of the pool, be like, okay, that wasn't so bad, right? Um, and then a couple other um, younger ones that we've got, we've got Avery Jones. Um, Isabel Robb, Jenna Zimmerman, um, those are some of our freshmen. And, you know, it, it was an incredible recruiting class that these kids put together for us. Um, you know, we, we went from, I think we lost like eight or nine seniors last year to, you know, basically growing beyond what we lost last year. Um, and then, you know, some returning ones that we've got, we've got Megan Seifert, who, had never swam before. Um, came out last season. I think she wanted. I, she dropped like thirty or so seconds in her hundred free from season start to season end. Wow! Um, and it's just a, a real powerhouse in the water. And I cannot wait to see where she goes, especially now that we've implemented our lifting program um, a little bit stronger uh, this year than we did last year with our you know COVID protocols that we put in place. But yeah, it's just. I don't know. Uh, mm-hmm. Ask me in a couple weeks. Okay. Uh, you know who who's kind of coming out of the woodwork, but you know those are some people that I I can definitely see yeah. making an impact uh, probably immediately. And then there's going to be some other ones that are just like, you know, they're there, right? Um, and then they're really going to show who they are and you know what we are when we get closer to the end of the season. Yeah, you've alluded a little bit to training, and I equate to some degrees the sport of swimming to cross country the difference with cross country is you can put on a pair of shoes and run anywhere and everywhere how do your kids and where do your kids train during the off season um well (laughs) (laughs) i actually just had a conversation with one of my coaching mentors um i guess it was last it was last thursday before we got on the bus Uh and he was just like you know find a lake find something i'm just like there's nowhere to swim here and so really most of these kids might swim summer swim you know with us at the 40 yard pool outside um, for the month of june yeah the rest of them they don't do anything swimming related in the off season however most of them obviously i alluded to blake right um i think uh you know the name benjamin monster and just the monsters in general are pretty synonymous with running in our community sure um, so it's just like a lot of them run some of them play volleyball um a handful of them play soccer so Really, they're they're well-rounded athletes. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're not just you know coming in somebody saying like oh I just want to join the swim team just because like they're usually coming in, hey I ran, I played football, I played basketball, whatever, and now it's like I just want to do something different. I want to cross train uh, to get myself you know a little bit of a better uh, in a better situation for my main sport, or maybe this is their main sport and you know they kind of do the other sports to to cross train. It's just like we're here for that. 
You know, if I if I uh, you know when Blake walked in, I'm like, he is going to intimidate some people when we go to a pool deck. Mm-hmm. Um, and then my assistant coach uh, Sydney Howard was just sitting there like, you know, he's kind of not like this intimidating guy, right? He's actually a pretty soft spoken guy. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't know that, right? You know, you see somebody that look has the build of a defensive lineman, and it's just like, whoa, like what? Who is that guy? <laughs> And I felt the same way when I saw him at the, uh, you know, the parent meeting. And I was just like, who is this kid? And then, you know, he's a very quiet guy. I actually ran into him on Saturday before uh, I took the family over to the drama production. And I mean, they're just great kids. Right. Um, And, you know, I would love to work with them more. And, you know, it's just it's hard, you know, with work and kids and their own personal lives and not having a not having an available you know body of water for most of the summer or off season it's just really tough to to kind of get that extra time in something uh with the sport of swimming there is a two-week gap i believe between when the girls and, and the boys start and i think it's that way also for the postseason as a coach is that something you like or is that something that that makes it tough for you it definitely makes it tough um this year i kind of took a different approach uh i basically uh in previous years i've kind of said all right the first two weeks of the boys se- or the girls season is kind of preseason for the boys, um, where anybody can kind of come in do a, do a free for all like just come in when you're ready. Mm-hmm. Um, this year I was like, you know what, I'm going to focus in on the girls for an entire week. So that's what I did. I took a whole week focused in on just getting to know the girls that were on the team, who was new, who wasn't, um, trying to figure out our training groups, who had uh, what abilities. And then went into um, that second week where I started to integrate some of the guys that were asking, like, when can I get in and swim? You know, right. cross country is over. Like, I want to get in and swim. Um, and then for the first two week, their first two days of the boys season, I kicked the girls out. And I was like, all right, you guys leave. We're going to do the same thing with the boys. Um, just kind of get a basic idea for who can do what, um, what we need to work on throughout the season and um, all of that. And so that that way this season worked out better mm-hmm. um but i i don't it doesn't bother me that there's an offset again i swam in this area i swam for indiana uh in the ihsaa myself and so it's something i've always known right. it's never i've never known anything different um but i definitely think i like this offset more than i do when i think about illinois or some of the other uh, states that swim and they have two completely different seasons where wow. Like the boys are in the spring, the girls are in the winter, right? Um, or fall and winter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And I, I definitely like that they have the chance to to be together and have that camaraderie um, because it they definitely have they have each other's backs. Like that's just you know that's just an obvious thing. So, well, Coach, greatly appreciate you coming in today. It's been a pleasure talking with you. I hope we get a chance to do it again later in the season. And we wish you all the best with both the girls and the boys this year. Thank you so much. I appreciate the time. Our pleasure. Greg McMullen, swim coach out of Batesville High School. I'll be back to wrap up the show in just a moment. You're listening to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Oh, my. That's a big pretzel. I've heard that a lot lately. See Swison from Ison's Family Pizza. Our new hit menu item is a giant medium pizza-sized pretzel. Pick one up today for $9.99. We also got your sweet tooth covered with our Black Forest chocolate cake, carrot cake, caramel chocolate lava cake, New York cheesecake, caramel apple cheesecake, and our impossible-to-forget chocolate chip cookies. Get your That's a Big Pretzel only at Ison's Family Pizza, 812-933-0333, IsonsFamilyPizza.com, or downtown Batesville. 
Your local Lennox dealer, Burton Elko, is turning 50 this year. That's a long time spent respectfully satisfying the electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling needs of our customers through unparalleled service and competitive prices. Hi, this is Scott Lamping. Come check out our newly redesigned showroom. We have a nice supply of fixtures for you to see and touch, plus a large inventory of electrical, plumbing, heating, and cooling supplies and parts. Burton Elko, your local Lennox dealer, and so much more. You are tuned to Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza at 103.9 WRBI. And before I close the show tonight, I'd like to thank Cecil Ison and the staff at Ison's Family Pizza for being such great hosts. Our other wonderful sponsors, including Garings, Fleetwood Chevrolet Buick, Georgia's Pharmacy and Medical Equipment, Great Plains Communications, Hurt and Elko, Margaret Mary Health, and Bruns Gutswiller. A big thanks to John Heil for engineering the show at the studio, and to my guest tonight, Batesville swim coach Greg McMullen, and my trio of girls basketball coaches, Jackson Dell's Scott Smith, Batesville's Brian Helvey, and South Ripley's Matt McNew. That will do it for me, Bryce Kendrick, sitting in for for the Hall of Famer Coach Ron Raver and his Hall of Fame wife Sally. I'll be back at 6 a.m. tomorrow with a fresh look at local sports and in studio at 12 o'clock to take you through your afternoon. Until then, you enjoy your evening and thank you so much for listening to Country uh, to Coach's Corner on Country 103.9 WRBI. Join us again next time for another edition of Coach's Corner, delivered by Ison's Family Pizza. And check out our Coach's Corner podcast archives online at WRBIRadio.com from 103.9 WRBI, Batesville, Greensburg, Brookville, Versailles.